This is Channel 253. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. What say you? Real sisters. Real talk. you down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life work family and the pursuit of an anti-racist community hi i'm audrey and i'm melanie what What say say you hey sister hey girl Hey, Melanie Denise Cunningham. How are you? (laughs) Audrey, I am so fine. I am so fine. It's good to see you. You too. I know we real sisters, but I don't see you much because you be traveling and stuff, taking the train, going away and stuff. So it's good to lay eyes on you right now. I love you. I love you too. Mm. And you know I got got that second job, so (laughs) I haven't been available as much as I normally am, even with all the travel. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't know you had a second job. What are you talking about? I had Mel. I had to go out and get it a second job. It wasn't the pole, job. is it? No, it's not the pole. It's not the pole. Um, although I did think about it, but the way my knees are these days, <laughs> I can't. Listen, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> you you didn't start it already. Listen, I want to check in. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's been a it's been a minute since we've seen each other, and what's on my heart right now is. Since we were back with our listeners, it's the the El Paso shootings and the, oh. was it Dayton, Ohio mm-hmm. shootings. And so since we were last together, people have lost their lives and children. So that's what's on my heart right now is to just take a moment of silence for those um, that are gone. I just, I don't know. That wasn't even on the script right now. I just I felt like that's what I need to do. So but can it's we just... okay. It wasn't on the script, but I think it is fitting for us to acknowledge mm-hmm. that that happened and that there are people who have left this earth because of gun violence since we last got together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's have a moment of silence. Got a song on my heart. Reach out and touch. Oh no! Mm-mm. Somebody's hand. This is not a variety show. We make this world mm-hmm. a better mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. if you can. Thank I'm you. I'm not saying that it's a variety Thank show. Thank you. What I'm saying, because these kind of songs get stuck in people's heads. Maybe I'm not saying it, singing it the right way. But listen to those words. Mm -hmm. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this world a better place if you can. And I don't care if your eyes are Mm cross-eyed looking at me as we're doing this. That's on my heart. Honestly. I respect your heart. I really do. You going to cry? I'm thinking I might call mommy on you. Mm-hmm. 
She got to get across town do. to get to me. I'll be gone by then. <laughs> what say you, girl, this week? What are we talking I about? I tell you, you know what? I've been thinking of something that I've struggled with for a very long time. And for some reason, most recently, I've been thinking about it. And I know what the reason is. When I listen to music in my car, I listen to satellite radio. Mm -hmm. And I normally listen to uh, Channel 50, The Groove. Mm -hmm. But I decided to explore. So, I mean, I've had, you know, this satellite radio for many years. And 99.999% of the time, it is on Channel 50, The Groove. That's it. That's all. Mm -hmm. Unless Jaylene gets in the car and then she turns it on FM radio because she, she be likes that. She's disrupting everybody's mm -hmm. stuff. With that said, uh, recently I decided, Audrey, you are paying for a service and you are listening to one station. That's kind of dumb. That's wasteful. So I decided to explore. Mm. And I went down to Channel 49, oh, Channel 48, 47. And I don't know exactly which channel it is. It's in the 40s. Heart series. and soul. Mm -mm, girl, it's not heart and nothing. Because I turned, when I turned that on that channel, the first thing I heard was nigga. <gasps> and what? girl... And it, they said that you okay. Let me shut up and let me let you finish before I jump in. It was urban hip hop, rapping, <gasps> and every other word was nigga. Okay, wait though. Wait, wait. Okay, wait. Because cause basically where I jump forward is that these was black people calling each other nigger. These were, I couldn't see them through the radio, but I will make an educated were guess. Were they speaking Ebonics? They were Ebonically speaking, yes. And So you understood the language. I understood the language, and I understood the, I like the beat. Mm. But for some reason, and it's not like I haven't heard that music before or I haven't heard that word before. And quite frankly, sometimes I've sang along with it. Especially with, well, not that hardcore, but um, remember when uh, Kanye came out I with, ain't I ain't saying no, she gold digger, but she, uh, uh -huh. but she ain't messing with no, no broke, broke nigga. And I used to sing along with that song because I like that beat and I'm just singing. But for some reason, this this particular song and I, I listened to the channel a little bit more just to see if that was an isolated uh, song with the word. Isolated or, incident. Yeah, but it wasn't. And I tell you, it grated on my ears and my nerves. Every and time they said Every it? time they said nigga. And are they saying N-I-G-G-E-R or N-I-G-G-A? Because there is a difference. Well, and this is what I want to talk about. There's, At least that's what the young people told me. To answer your question, it, they were saying N-I-G-G-A, nigga. Mm, that's a term of endearment. Okay, so this is what I want to talk about today. And this is what I am conflicted about because I can see I've heard different perspectives over the years and I can see different perspectives, okay? So I want you to help me figure out 
what I feel about it because I'm conflicted. I might not be the best because I have no conflict. But anyway, I want to be supportive. Well, let's let's start with let's start with your perspective. You said you don't I have any don't, conflict. It's just not in my vocabulary, whether it's the ER or the A mm-hmm. or whatever. And remember when we were on um, 104.9 FM, we did a show on this and we had the young people come on and talk to us right. about it. And it was back then that I said, I choose not to have that word come out of my mouth ever. It's not like I haven't said it before, ever, because of the pain and the loss of lives and the hate that is associated with it over time that our ancestors have died at the same time of being called this. So it's a personal choice. And, I'm not saying but, Mm -hmm. and I understand. Because I hear the young people have told me that N-I-G-G-A is a term of endearment. And that is a way of, they use that word to bond. So they say nigga. They don't say nigger. So I choose just not, I mean, I just said it because I'm Mm -hmm. talking in that term. But I choose not to to use that word. And I don't say N-word, or I try not to, because then that takes away the, what am I trying to say? It takes away the the impact of what that word truly is. So it's a personal choice, and I understand. So what say you, girl? Well, I want to be clear that I don't have conflict of whether I should use the word or not. Oh, oh okay. Because okay. I don't. All right, all right. I don't. I have conflict in how I feel about the word being used in in our music, in the term of endearment. Mm. I, I have. Con- I choose not to use that word at all. Because and I've, we influence our environment. Because Jaylene's not going to use that exactly. word exactly. How her mama, that's a different story. I don't know. Does she? I don't know. I don't think Uh, that I hear her. I think I may have seen some things on her Facebook page. I don't know. Let me, I don't know. Anyway, keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt. What Mike, what Mike, so yeah, I don't use that word. I don't, it's like um, nails on a chalkboard when I hear it. Mm -hmm. Uh, However... So, you could that, sing it like though. I sang it uh, when on Kanye's song. I would sing it without, without a thought. Mm-hmm. And so, is that hypocritical? Yep. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. So, so my, what is? What say you? What's your? My what's question your is. My question is: Does it have to be a either or? Like you can no, never, ever. For me, I've I've made that choice. Now, I'm not even going to sing it. But I understand where people are coming from when they say that there is uh, it takes the power away of that from that word. I've heard that argument that it well, takes the it p- depends on who's saying it. Now, well, white people, I think I would say that at my own risk. Oh, <laughs> that, I mean, come on. I but what what we're seeing it. We're singing it. 
You got these. Okay. The 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 rap industry is is huge, and so you've got the 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 rappers, and and even non rappers, young people going about their business every day. They're young black people. They're using the word. So, is it hypocritical to say that white people can't use it? It is. Keep on saying that. And you have to use common sense. So, biblically, and not that I could say where in the Bible this (laughs) is. Girl, is this a Madeira kind of, is this getting ready to be a Madeira kind of Bible talk? Somewhere in there, it does say that you need to discern. Okay, right. You have to Matthew three verse six. No, I'm just saying. Anyway, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh Anyway, but I know somewhere in there it speaks of discernment and and wisdom. And so I don't know if I'd be a white person today walking around just slinging a nigger around in the vocabulary because you have to be. um, That's like a PTSD. Uh, kind of situation. You mm-hmm. have to be aware that you say that and that is a trigger for someone else's history mm-hmm. and they may respond to you in a way that um, inflicts pain physically. So is it hypocritical? I I think so. I really do think so. And I really believe that people have to discern whether they want to assert their rights to use the word because you're free to do it. But there's a a different impact, and it has a lot to do with the intent of you using the word. Because the word, let's back all the way up. Okay, wait, can I just say this? Yes. Nigger, 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 nigger. Okay, got it out. So it's just a word. That's why I want to back all. That's why I want to back a word. It starts off as just a word. It's another word. N i g g e r. That's six letters, right? So it's not the word itself. It, it's like you said, it is the intent behind it. because The intent behind the use. If nigger meant, a, if nigger, the nigger word, when you looked it up in the dictionary, if it said sidewalk, a cement sidewalk, then that wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, I walked on the nigger yesterday <laughs> because... <laughs> It, it's a okay. oh, okay. I'm using an I'm analogy. A, I'm gonna have to use your middle name right now, Louise. I mean, I mean, girl, this, you crazy. I think this is a good analogy. Okay, go ahead. I'm, go I'm ahead. getting really deep here. All right, I'm getting really deep. Follow me. I'm following you. So it's not the word. It is what. The word, the the context of the word, what it was meant to be and who it was meant to hurt. And because we know that nobody goes up to 
a white man and goes, hey, what's up, my nigga? Right? Well, I think the young people didn't blurt the lines on that. But in if you want I'm to talking talk in, about in, 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 in general. In general. Yes. It, but the young people that are word doing it is meant to be hurtful and demeaning to people of color, specifically black people, right? Let me tell you what Miriam said. Mm-hmm. Miriam said nigger, N-I-G-G-E-R, is a noun, and it is used as an insulting and contemptuous term for a black person. Yes. And it says offensive. And I think that just by taking the er off of it and adding a uh, mm-hmm. It still means the same thing. Let me see. Do they what, have nigga in let there? Let me see what Miriam said about that. So, um, the word you've entered isn't in the dictionary. Right. But they'll just tell you that they're innovative and they're creating and blazing new trails and that they can define um, what it means. And when I'm saying they, it's the young people. So, you know, you got to listen to the young people. They, they tell you stuff. I think they got it wrong on this one, though. I agree, I, I really do. I agree. I, I think they got it wrong on this one. And I I can, I can, hear their perspective. So I think I've, I think I've turned the corner. I think I, I'm, I hear their perspective and I don't like it. Well, let me I t- don't agree with it. Let's put it like that. I got a story for you on this one. Now, you remember... At WSU, I tried to major in broadcast journalism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't quite make it into Mm -hmm, the Edward mm -hmm. R. School of Merle or Edward R. Merle School of Communication. I remember. But I did hang around long enough to do an internship. Mm -hmm. And I did my internship at WISH TV in Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, I remember that. Remember this? Yeah. Okay. And so Calvin used to work for Calvin. Yeah. Uncle Calvin Uh worked. He was a reporter there. That's how I got, got my internship and I worked in the newsroom. And so one of my first assignments was actually with Uncle Calvin. And we went to, oh, man, what is the name of that town? It was uh, Muncie. We went to Muncie, Indiana to cover a, a Klan march. Oh. Yeah. God, where this was This kind of way back in, in your head. This was in the 70s because I was doing my internship there. Was I still in high school? You were still, no, I think you were your first year. Okay. Because you came when I was a junior. Um, so anyway, we were covering a Klan march, and so I, you know, I'm from I'm from Lakewood. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is it wasn't Cl- even Lakewood back then. Yeah, that it was, was uh, unincorporated, Tacoma, unincorporated Tacoma, Pierce County, Pierce County or mm-hmm. whatever. But we we out here, right? And what do I know about a Ku Klux Klan march? Only the stuff that I heard on TV and seen in the books and stuff. And so we get out there, you know, and the truck is there. They let us out the truck. And, you know, Calvin is trying to figure out what he's going to do. I'm just hanging around trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And this man is just staring at me. Just, I mean, like glaring, right? And I'm looking at him. And he says, what you looking at? What you looking at, nigger bitch? <laughs> Ooh, girl, what and did you do? Listen, oh my this god! This is how this is how I know that you know God is with me, mm-hmm. and and I'm rooted in 
you know, just the history of my ancestors and and what I came from. And then, like I said, somewhere in the Bible about that discernment, Mm -hmm. because this is what happened without hesitation. What you looking at, nigger, bitch, me, nothing, (laughs) literally nothing, literally nothing. Mm hmm. And I'm staring him dead yes. in his eyes. I gave him nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's just looking at I mean, like, we're literally having a stare-off. And Calvin come to get me. Because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't have no training in that. But God was like, you in Muncie. You know, like, I you don't know. The think, angel's in my yes. head. You in Muncie. You do not know this environment. You don't know what's going on. You don't, you know, nothing. And so what I take from that, because that instinctually happened. Mm-hmm. It isn't something that I could say that I literally had a strategy quote for. Like right. I talk now since I've been educated um, that I had a strategy for it. I just took the power away from the word. Nothing. What you looking at, nigger, bitch? Nothing. nothing. And not a, and, and the power in that word, nothing so many so many meanings to it so and the many fact interpretations that you were looking him in his eyes and, and said it yeah mm-hmm. good for you yeah so 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 that is the dilemma right how do we let that word impact us in our spirit people what is the intent of the word when it's used and that's where people have to examine their hearts what is the intent of this word when you use it first of all what kind of people are using that word young people then you have to like go through a bunch of layers to understand where they're coming from old people like i mean older i was about to say old people like us <laughs> I caught don't my drag me in with <laughs> Older, more mature people that mm-hmm. have grown up in the civil rights movement and, and those that area, we know the deal. And so if we're choosing to use that word at this point in time in our lives, then there has to be some examination. And I just say, mm, like, if you over 50 and you want to use the word nigger, then I would say at your own risk. Because brothers and sisters then went to a couple oh, of wars, you know, goodness. they didn't been to some wars and been back. And and when I say when I say wars, I don't even mean abroad or overseas where they're fighting with guns. I mean, on the in, in the inner cities and the struggles, the Watts riots, the the things that people have gone through uh, to raise our quality of life and leave that racism behind us. Mm-hmm. Why are you even using the word? So you got to use it at your own risk. That's all I say. Uh, and I want to say this. when we back, I'm going to go back to the young people that are using the word that I, I don't agree with that. Um, I mean, power to you to have your your own perspective. I would hope, and, and it's, it kind of um, puzzles me as to how that generation started using the word. What were parents doing? Mm-hmm. Where did they did they hear that in the household? Um, so that's one thing. So clearly there's a generation, a couple of generations that have gotten past us. And there's nothing nothing that we can do about it except for when faced with when faced with them using the term, 
give them another perspective. That's what I'll do. And that's what I do. I just say, ah, you know, I hear what you're saying and I don't I don't like that word. It has it has too many too much negative connotations and too many horrible memories to ever bring power to it in or light to it in any way. That word should be buried as far as I'm concerned. It should be buried. Mm-hmm. Bury it. Come up with you young, come up with something else. Come yeah. up with if you want to make up a new word and get it in Webster's dictionary, make up a new word, but don't don't do that word. Well, okay, I think it it, it all has to do in the translation. And so we have to really examine what language are we speaking, you know? And so when we come back from break, what I want to talk about is just the whole idea of Ebonics, because we are bilingual, you know. Oh, yes, absolutely. And so that word in the Ebonics language is, uh, you know, that's the filter that I'm going to invite you to consider. So it's there, and the, the young people have redefined it. And it is the language, part of the language of Ebonics. And you know we speak it. Oh, I speak. So so let's talk about it when we come back. Okay. This is Alaska Airlines Mileage Plan MVP Nate Bowling, host of the Channel 253 sister podcast, Nerd Farmer. Hope and I are setting off on a new adventure. We're moving to the Middle East for the next few years and exploring a new culture. Don't worry, don't worry. The Nerd Farmer podcast isn't going anywhere. But do you know what is coming with us? My Alaska Airlines mileage plan. Here's what's cool. Alaska has more than 15 global partners, which allows me to earn and use Alaska miles even when I'm not flying Alaska. So if I leave SeaTac and fly direct to Dubai on Emirates on an eligible fare, I'm going to earn Alaska miles on that flight. That means whenever I fly home, I'm going to be racking up some insane miles that I can use to book future travel. If you have an international vacation plan, check out the list of Alaska Airlines partners, like Japan Airlines, British Airways, Cathay Pacific, Qantas, and a whole lot more. Enter your Alaska Airlines mileage plan number when you book with Alaska Global Partners and watch those miles add up toward elite status on your next trip. My thanks to Alaska Airlines for their continued support of Channel 253. Learn more at alaskaair.com backslash global partners. And we're back. What's up, my nigga? No, you did not. (laughs) No, you did not go there. How'd you feel about that? I ooh, I was telling you during the break that our discussion so far has helped me really understand that I don't like that word okay, ever. Period. Come on and I'm getting and no. I'm getting uh, I'm getting mad. Uh, uh. And I don't care about the young people and, and redefining anything. Go to school and make up a different word. Mm. Okay. But just leave that one alone. There are too many people that have died, our ancestors in the grave, being called that word. It's it's just absolutely disrespectful, period. And I don't care if you put a GGA on it, a PDA. I don't care what you do. And I'm hollering at the young people right now. Oh, holla, girl. Shut it down. Holla. Leave it alone. Because mm. you're disrespecting everybody that went before you. You are disrespecting them. I think you should say to the old people, because, you know, they be playing cards and slapping. I know, and old people. Out doing the electric side and 
cussing and using that word and the same oh, thing. People. It's everybody, though. I'm speaking abonics now. It's everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. And I know I went through a phase. Let me, don't, don't get me wrong. Yes, I am up on my pedestal right now, soapbox. So high. Preaching very from very high. I recognize that. And I also acknowledge that throughout my life, I have used that word and I went through the thought process that it is a term of endearment and that um, I use in my inner circle of friends as, uh, as, a, as a word of love. I went through that. And but I'm not. And you've evolved now? I've evolved. I'm not that anymore. And so, I think it means you've, are you growing up oh, or have you grown up? Or I think what so. What do you said? You become wiser. I've become, I've become more attuned to who I want to be. All right. And I want to be someone who does not use that word ever, period. And I am. Mm-hmm. I've been that for a long time. But now I'm even more sensitive to that word instead of sitting on the sidelines and go, oh, well, I understand, you know, it's a term of endearment, da, da, da. Yeah, it is, but we need to be smarter and better about respecting our history. And what about this? Nigga, please. Well, how many times? You're so messy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know that happens in in the families. It happens in the families. How, that's generations. How are you going to break that? It happens in the families. And the way we break that is when you hear it, you have to acknowledge and say, hey, we need to be... We, we need, Let's set a different example. Because let's say in our family, I don't think... Do we... I don't... I'm I don't really... I was trying to remember... Deep in, okay, we're we're rolling our eyes back in case you can't see us. We're trying to go back in our memory. I don't think we have that. Really we didn't in have our, that in our. So how do we even know about it then? Um, being school around friends, thugs being stuff. around, not the. Why you got to be a thug to to use that word? I know that was a microaggression. It was a microaggression. Oh my god! Reverse microaggression, right? If there is such a thing, no, but, that that was foul. I'm sorry. Um, I apologize to all the thugs you, out there. <laughs> you, <laughs> I did not mean. What to, exactly is a thug, girl? I don't know. Somebody. Hmm. That's a. Ooh. I know what a thug is. I can describe it. Okay. So listen. And I don't mean Indian. Before I say this, I'm going to put this disclaimer out there, or disclaimer. Indianapolis. Indiana? Indiana is a beautiful city. And over the years, it has grown into a very lovely, um, vibrant city. With that said, there is a, there are, there are places in Indianapolis that thugs may be. And I'm going to describe the thug. When you go to the liquor store oh. and the you walk in and the person sells, first of all, all the liquor is behind and, the glass. And the customer service person are behind glass with the with the jail bars. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have to talk through the microphone thing and then you point out 
what liquor you want, and then they put it through. They put it in a little bin that slides it it out to you. Mm -hmm. Like they do at the bank? Yes. Mm -hmm. Before you walk in the liquor store that looks like that, there are the thugs outside. And as the Urban Dictionary says, Mm -hmm. a thug is typically referred to a male or female who commits crimes for personal gain through stealing, selling drugs, but especially violent crimes such as robbery and assault. That's That's, what the Urban Dictionary says. Well, that's what I feel like those people about to snatch my purse Mm -hmm. standing outside the liquor store before you go in. Okay. Yeah, I'm very glad. Is that um, is that Merriam-Webster? No, it's Urban. It's the Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm really glad that they didn't associate a color to that person. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. But that. But usually people take that one step further and do. <laughs> so, That's true. Again, the power of words. Mm-hmm. They could give you the words, but then how you translate those words and then put it out again. Uh, with the the how how you filter those words to then come out of your mouth and have a different meaning because there's no color in here. It didn't say no you know black people this or people of color. Right. Um, yeah. But it what what say do you th- what do you think of so when you when close you your thug, eyes and you hear thug, what I, do you visualize? Well, I see some baggy pants, uh, young. And I don't necessarily know that I see black or brown or white because in that, you know, the sagging and that hip hop culture that at least I've lived long enough to see that cross over everybody. So it's that that look Mm -hmm. that would that look would make me nervous in that presence if I was walking through a space. Yeah, I would be clutching my purse. But let me let me back up because I sound kind of hypocritical too. Because I have been in uh, communities of color where I see that look and I walk through and I be like, "What's, what's up, up, my, my brothers?" brothers? Yeah, uh-huh. That's what I was getting like, ready to say. Like, what's up, my brothers? With that said, when I hear Thug, I see Pookie and them. Pookie and, and they them. all black. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling my truth. I see Pookie and them. With the Jerry curls, and oh, and, and the do rag, and the do rag, and 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 somebody, somebody got a gold tooth. If it's more than two, somebody got a gold tooth. That's what I see. Yep, or the whole grill. With that said, also, I am not. I clutch my purse, but I'm not afraid. Do you understand? If that makes any sense, it just depends on where I am because I've been in different places. I mean. Yeah, it depends. But one thing we do know, because I'm going to bring us back to focus, because when we went to break, we were going to talk about Ebonics. Mm, one on thing in. we do know, when you see Pookie and them, you will hear hear nigga mm-hmm. or nigga if mm-hmm. you if you're around, uh, you know, if they're talking, you are going to hear that word, and you will hear Ebonics, and you'll hear them cussing. And you will mm-hmm. hear cussing, mm-hmm. and then you and you will also hear in most of my experiences respect. Uh, yes, for us. Yes, you know for oh. the elders for for each. You will see that. Let me tell you when you say that, 
I went to, this was in Cleveland, Ohio, many, many years ago. And a person that I worked with and I were going to, um, we needed to find a Walgreens. Oh, I remember this story. Yes. Go ahead, girl. We needed to find a Walgreens because the person had left their toothbrush at home. We and this is before uh, GPS was like really big. This tells you how long ago it was. Again, Cleveland, Ohio. We're driving, so we asked directions <clears throat> from the um, the hotel person. Oh yeah, you just go. And this back in the day, you write the directions down. We got lost. Let's just put it that way. We got lost. We were staying in a fancy hotel, really nice area. We got lost, and now, Ooh, after some hood. turns, girl, we are in the hood. Deep in the hood. I mean, the terrain changed quickly. Yes. Now, I was like, yeah. yeah. Okay. My people. There was no fear. There was no nothing. And the person that I was with was, oh, my God, we've gotten lost. And I'm like, yeah. I said, well... So we stopped at a stoplight, and there were two brothers standing on the corner. I rolled the window down and said, excuse me, my brothers, can you tell us, um, we're trying to get to, and whatever the street was, I said, can you can you tell us um, how to get there? And they were like, and they came up to the car. And yeah. let me let me just say what uh-huh. they're going to say in, in Ebonics, okay? Yes. They could say something like, <clears throat> they're going to say, oh, oh, yeah, Miss Lady, show you right. Mm-hmm. Let me... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Show you right. <laughs> Welcoming, yes. which I I know that is welcome and love and they're okay. Miss Lady. I knew that. Miss mm-hmm. Lady. Okay? That's the key right there. That's respect. Mm-hmm. That's endearment. Yes. So I get, they give the directions and I'm, thank you, thank Now, mind you, I'm kind of turned to the side, so I'm not even paying attention to my, my coworker who was driving. But they give the directions and everything, and they're all proud to be, you know, to be helping. And I'll say, mm-hmm. I said, Thank okay. You. I said, all right, y'all have a good evening. Okay, you too, Miss Lady. All right. And then I turn around and I roll the window up, and my coworker is sitting there clutching the steering wheel. Oh my gosh. And she's like, oh my God, Audrey, that was dangerous. Don't you ever do that again. <gasps> and I said, dangerous? I said, what was dangerous about that? Well, you don't know them. And I said, like you've never asked stranger for directions? Well, I mean, we're not in the best part of town. I said, oh. oh you get it now. Mm-hmm. So check this out. So I just shut up because I did not feel like having it's an enlightening conversation. Engage. I was tired. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So not we today. Look, we get to the Walgreens, pull up in the parking lot, and there is... A uh, alt an altercation, a verbal altercation going on between two young ladies. They're probably in their uh, early 16, 17, like that. And it was all the the B word, the you know the mm-hmm. hoe, and mm-hmm. I mean it was like Stereotypical. that. Stereotypical. Mm-hmm. So when we pull up, I get out the car, mm. and my coworker is like. <gasps> Where are you going? I said, let's go. We're going inside. Um, no, let's go to let's go somewhere else. I said, oh no, we're out now. We're here. Let's go. So she gets out the car, and 
We get in Walgreens and I look up, you know, at the signs and stuff. And I said, oh, the toothbrushes are over there. So she starts walking over there and she turns around and she goes, are you coming? I said, no, I'm going over here. I purposefully went the other way, the absolute other way. Leave her by herself. Because everybody in there was black. Mm -hmm. The cashiers, Mm -hmm. the customers, everybody that I saw in there was black. Teaching And I needed her to have an experience Mm -hmm. of being the other. You gave her an immersion. And and not only the experience of being the other, but guess what? We're not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You have as much odds as, as, as being being attacked in in this environment than, than any other one. Well, mm-hmm. maybe not. But mm-hmm. anyway, my point was just because nobody looks like you and they're all black— you don't there's there isn't a heightened sense of danger. Yeah. You no, know I what I mean? It. No, I feel well, yes, I feel it. And and the only reason I'm going to say and is that I have experienced a little bit of nervousness mm-hmm. in with situation our with our people oh, yeah, in yeah, situations yeah. such as that when I'm I'm out of my fishbowl. When you know, like I was in in New Orleans, right? Okay, before Katrina, and I was way out of my element. Had gotten lost and way out of my element. So it was it was a little bit of fear, and then I talked to myself. I was like, "Girl, please, no." Well, you want me to you want me to say what I really said? Yeah. What did you really say, bitch? Please, right? Get a grip. Get a grip. Get a grip. Because that's how I have to talk to myself, like, sometimes really hard. And that's harsh, but that's what it is, because that's part of Ebonics as well. Um, And I got out and I went forward and it's all fine because, and I keep saying Ebonics, because we can use that language. I I got out the car. How y'all doing? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, you sure looking good, Miss Lady. Yeah, thank you. You know, I can can switch up. I can get an accent if I need to. And, you know, I can... I can go there, you know, my broken English and all, which then makes me relatable in the situation. I don't know if I'm, I don't say that I'm being fake. No. Because it's in me. It's just like I can speak, yeah, what is proper English? I can speak English as mommy, my, you know Mommy's, how mommy did oh us. She goodness. didn't brainwashed us, she, girl. Well, you better speak proper English. Speak proper English. But you know what? But anyway, that, I can do that and flex. Absolutely. And and it's called, uh, I've heard the term code switching. Yeah, I can switch. When, And it's something that uh, many people, uh, many black people can identify with because if you, especially if you work in a, uh, in a, corporate environment or even even to try to get a job you have to be able to code switch if you walk into a job interview and you put on your uh you speak you're speaking ebonics which which i think we said this already i believe it's a second language it is we're we're bilingual we are bilingual and people may laugh people may laugh about that like 
Ebonics. That's just something that, you know, uneducated people, uh, that's how uneducated people talk. No, 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 no. Au contraire. Can I tell you what the Urban Dictionary what says? What does the Urban Dictionary say about Ebonics? African-American vernacular. Okay. Also called African-American English. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Ebonics is... When you are at the height of your the height of your comfort with someone that is a person of uh, African descent, ebonics naturally comes. Is that correct? Do, would yeah. you say that's true? I agree, and it is it is a cross between ebony and phonics. That's what they. That's where ebonics Black phonics. Came well, think from. about this. Think about this. When the Slaves were brought over here unwillingly. Mm-hmm. I just have to keep that on there. Yeah. Then they didn't speak English. They didn't speak English. Mm-mm, they had to make it up. So when they come over here and they're listening to Massa and Miss Sally talking and all the people, the overseer and everybody's speaking English, they had to adapt, yep. right? Yep. So they have to learn their, learn English to communicate. When they hear a word, then it's, it's definitely going to be a, a, their interpretation of the word based on the language that they spoke. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you have this, this new breed of speaking. And, of course, Massa not going to let you. You couldn't read. You couldn't go to school. Yeah. So this is how it, it, it all gets started. And this then it's passed on generation to generation to generation. And then we get a mother, thank God, who was hyper-focused on speaking, and I'm doing air quotes here, proper English. Because she wanted us to have a job in the future. Truth, truth. And I'm very glad, I'm very glad, although it used to get on Mm -hmm. my last nerve, but I am very glad that she did instill that proper English in us because that is how you can navigate through the white system and be able to communicate with the white people in their language. And you know you have arrived in your proper English when you hear, and I know you've heard this many times in your life, and many of you out there I have. I know what you get ready to say. You when, want to say it together? When you hear a white person, person say, oh, you are so articulate. Girl, give me a high five. Or the others say, you're so well-spoken. Well-spoken, articulate, whatever. You know what I say to them these days? Because I hear that a lot. You're so well-spoken. And I said, what's the alternative? <laughs> I, I really do. I mean, just like that uh, KKK moment when I, uh-huh. when I said nothing, mm-hmm. it just came out. I go, what's the alternative? I guess they expect me to... I don't know what they expect me to do. Well, I just look at them now. I just look. I have silence. I have no words. I'm not going to say thank you. What? What? What does that mean? Let me test your level of competency on Ebonics. Oh. Okay. So. Okay. 
let's say if you said something that something like I am possibly considering going to get chicken. What, what would you say? I'm in ebonics. If you if so, I'm saying in my proper English. Uh huh. I'm about to go get. I'm about. I'm possibly thinking of going to get some chicken. Girl, I'm about to go down here and see about getting me some chicken. Mm-hmm. Or I'm finna go I'm get finna some chicken. Go. I'm finna go. F I N N A. Finna. I'm mm-hmm. finna go. Okay. How about? Um. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know I gotta what? think. I gotta think. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Uh. Oh, remember this is the infamous one where the dude at the club. I the dude know. At the, you know what I'm getting ready to say. Stop laughing. Uh. That's why I said it. You go ahead. What's the, what is the ebonics translation for? <laughs> What's your name? What girl? girl? What's your name, Ill? What's your What's your name, Ill? Shorty, what's your name here? It's not Shorty, it's Shouty. Shorty, what's your name here? And it's not is. It's ill. It's ill. What's your <laughs> Remember, what? that was the that was the best that, one ever. That happened to you for yeah, real. That happened to Dorothea. What's your name here? <laughs> oh, this is so when you say I'm not doing anything. I ain't doing nothing. Girl, that's exactly what it is. I ain't doing nothing. Ooh, I'm laughing. But some classic ebonics. Finna is oh, Finna is is, is, is everything. classic. Yeah, Finna uh, is everything. You just take the G, the G's off of the ings, you know. So you're not working. You're working. Well, it's just like instead of saying for fo, it's fo. Uh huh. Fo. fo. It's it's oh for sure. For, oh for sure. For sure. For yeah. sure. It's and and it's not. This is this is why I'm glad we're talking about this because Ebonics is a second language and it 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 evolved from our ancestors and has continued to evolve as we grow up. I want to say clearly, Ebon because you can speak fluent Ebonics does not mean that you are ignorant. It does not mean that you there that uh, which a lot of people think. Just because people speak Ebonics, oh, they're ignorant. No, you're not yeah. ignorant. You're bilingual. You're, you can you're bilingual. Uh, now, unfortunately, everyone isn't fortunate fortunate enough to have people in their lives like our mother that teach us the alternative. Right. And therefore, <laughs> e- I'm sorry. <laughs> what girl? What? Therefore, Ebonics is their first and only, <laughs> their first language. And only language. That's true. Right. And I think being this this is why I'm proud of being bilingual this way because it makes us relatable. Oh, oh my goodness, we can go, we can we can ebb and flow in and out of relationships. I've been with my coworkers where they're not sure what to do, and I can. Switch up, mm-hmm. but tell that story that you have about um, your coworker. Somebody was making a presentation. I remember you told me this before. Oh, where somebody yes. was making a presentation. This was a, this was at um, this was in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The same trip. Okay, and one same of, person. No, different person. Well, same person judging. Oh, different judgment. Okay. Oh, she got issues. She good people, but teachable. Right. Well meaning. Well meaning. But had to teach her. All right. Um, so another coworker was doing a presentation. 
black male. Uh, he was in in a. I was a I was a manager. He was at a higher level. And he did his presentation. You could tell he was nervous. Mm-hmm. So he he had a few moments of of slipping in oh. and out of ebonics. Oh, his switching. It, his in, the, in, the, in, the, in the in the presentation, yes, girl, he didn't because say signal, he, did he? He is. There was some foes in there, and instead, instead of, of fours, four, when we're four. talking about numbers, okay. Um, <laughs> there, there were just a few ebonics references in, references in there, and the audience majority white. At the end, I I was like I was yes. I was fine with it. Good job, yes. Go you go ahead. You know he was like, oh yeah, I was a little bit nervous. It's okay, whatever you did good. The other person says to me, oh my god, that was very disappointing. Mm. He's usually uh, uh, he's usually better than that. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, oh my god, did you hear his diction? He was, that was awful. What? Mm-hmm. hmm Did she go in? Now, what that, what she was calling diction, I knew was because he was nervous. Mm-hmm. He was nervous and he was, you know, uh, relating to in his comfort zone. And I looked at her and I said, wow. Again, I didn't have the energy at that moment to, to get into it. But mm-hmm. later on, I did coach her. On you liked it, this woman. Oh, I love this woman to this day. Uh, I love her. Bless it. With that said, there are there are teachable moments, and I just had to pick the right time to teach because she, the impact of his bilingualness mm-hmm. that he slipped in a word or two, translated uh, the impact on her. That he had horrible diction. Yes, she had no idea. Like you knew. He was nervous, and so he resorted to his first language. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Or native. I don't know if that's even our... Is that our native language? I, would think, I think so. Like urban. Listen, how did, how did grandmommy and granddaddy talk? Ebonics. Ebonics. Uh-huh. Ebonics. Go on over there and sit down. Mm-hmm. Sat that's, down. That's what I mean. Sat down. Not sit down. Sat down. Grandmother Margaret, too. And that's there, what we say when we when we're upset we, with Jaylee. Yep, girl, get on over there and, and sit down, down, sit down, set your something yes. down. <laughs> <laughs> but look, look. Okay, so here's a. Um, okay, try this one again. Excuse me, my peer, are you attempting to influence me to engage in a violent action with you? The abonics translation of that. What? Yo, G. You fronting me? <laughs> oh. English. You need to get money so that you can get expensive accessories for your car? Ebonics translation. You got to get those Benjamins so you can get that bling bling for your ride. <laughs> for your ride. <laughs> <laughs> but see, we uh, all right with that. If somebody said that to if somebody said that to us, I mean, like if they were engaged in conversation, we would understand. I we absolutely translate. know what they were talking we about. Could, we would translate. Now, if you speak French to me, or you speak German to me, you know, I'm going to be looking at you sideways or maybe get my Google Translate. I wonder if 
if Google translates Ebonics? You should talk to your phone and see. Because maybe we should put in a a customer service request for another language. I'll have to look at that. uh, Google translate Ebonics. I'll have to look at that uh, a little bit later because I need to make this point while it's still in my head. Okay, go for it. I'm almost 60, so I got to do it while I can. Yes, girl, get it, get it, get it. When people... When people are speaking uh, Spanish or German or French, Norwegian, Norwegian, any other language, and people think, well, the accent is really cool or it's okay. They don't look at people who speak other languages as being ignorant mm-hmm. or, or less educated. That's why I want to talk about Ebonics. Because it is our second language it is. and it is legitimate and it has history to it. And again, it does not mean that just because we can code switch and go back and forth between our languages, it does not mean that we are ignorant, nor does it mean we are less educated. Yeah, they need to. What I'm saying is that they need to value it as real. Yes. Mm hmm value it as real and don't try to here's my last thing and this is for (laughs) this is for um people that are white please don't try to take the ebonics language as your own Mm. to try to fit in Mm -hmm. with people of color don't do that i think it's kind of the same with the n-word don't don't do that same thing with the n-word leave it alone Leave it alone. Yeah, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. We gonna love you anyway. I was just gonna say that. We gonna love you anyway. Yes, we are. But don't, please don't, please don't think that you have to take on everything that we have. I know. I So, so my girlfriend, Kimberly, mm-hmm. that I love dearly, told me that she does that. And that she recognizes that she does Oh, that. good for her. She says that when she gets... So to her credit, she has uh, her... She's white, and her friend base is diverse. Mm-hmm. And she says that she feels herself when she gets with that group of friends, whatever group it is, that she's taking on the characteristic of that. Mm-hmm. And she's been working really hard to recognize it and then to um, work on it. And she's asking me why is that is, you know, I was like, girl, why are you asking me? You know, <laughs> I don't know you why got, you do what you do. I don't know why you do what you do, but I'm just saying do you. Yes. And that's not, that's not you. So just work on being present as Kimberly in the, um, in the mix. And that is the I'd like to bring the analogy of the salad bowl okay. into my uh, diversity con- conversation. For her, she's a tomato in the salad. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm the cucumber in the salad. You can be. I want to be the black olive. You could be. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when salads got black olives and they stand out too. Well, girl, you go on and be okay. the black. Be the black olive, right? And then we could have different kind of lettuce. Mm-hmm. Right. And the one thing that holds us all together that I would uplift as love, the symbolization of love, is the salad dressing. 
Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So whatever it is that we choose, that's what bonds us together. Mm-hmm. This melting pot thing. And that's kind of what I'm saying is that you you jump in and then you try to melt in to the place where you are. So you're going to jump in and you the tomato and you trying to, you know, blend in. You jumping in with the black olives. Yeah, <laughs> jumping in. You not Girl, you ain't no black olive. You the tomato. So stand in your yes. tomato-ness. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We like tomatoes. We and like every... We like the lettuce. We like the tomatoes. We like the red onions. Even you know though why? they need some deodorant, we have. You're uh, so funny. You know they be stinking. No, <laughs> they have. That an was aroma. salad racist right there. They, okay, <laughs> they have an aroma. Yes, they have but an aroma. But at the end of the day, we all. Are you ready for this? Because it's ready. super. Is this deep. gonna be deep? It's deep. Ooh, girl. We all have flavor. Yes. Everyone mm-hmm. does. We all have flavor. So bring your flavor to the mix. That's what I'm saying. Bring your flavor to the salad mix and let's just be us. Right? And inside the I'm just taking that a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Inside those the flavors like inside the tomato strain, there's Roma, there's beefsteak, the there's grape, grape mm-hmm. there's cherry. Yes. There's all kind of ways that you can be a tomato. So use that. I I like using metaphors like that because it helps people to see, um, to relate to the picture. Mm -hmm. And so we have come around full circle. We got to go now, but we we have come around full circle from nigger, 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 nigger to Ebonics Mm -hmm. to the salad mix. Because at the end of the day with nigger, it's the intent of the word. But you're going to use it at your own risk, just like the salad. If you're allergic to to black olives, you know, sunflower seeds, you better not. You better not. Don't put it in your mouth because it's going to happen. Right. Right. And then just the way that we're able to relate to people by learning different languages and and being able to use that in order to. Like you talked about in your stories, defuse situations and teach, then we've got range. And then at the end of the day, like the salad, we gonna love you anyway. We gonna we gonna just be what are the how do they describe salads? We're just gonna be bursting with flavor. And love. Yep, I'll take honey mustard. I like vinegar and oil. <laughs> what say you? What say you? Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie at missmelanie.com. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E at M-I-S-S-M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E dot com. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.